If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m., the 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Okay, lots to do over here, Eddie. We've got some potential NFL rule changes. I love this kind of talk. Every single year, the competition committee, they compare notes. They say, should we change this? How about we change that? What do you think about maybe changing this? And they've got a few items on the the agenda over here that I think are pretty interesting. Now, the first one is... How about about this? They're testing a system to electronically measure first downs. We would not have chains anymore. No more chain gang for the the old school and the new school NFL fans. Mm. We might go electronical, Eddie. Mm. Initially, I I think just like you, I'm like, I'm not against it, but it's got to work better than the chains. If it can... Great. But is this going to be something stupid again? Do you remember they did, instead of chains, they just had one stick? I do remember that, yes. And it was freaking terrible. Yeah, I forget he, what they called I it. I mean, there's drama involved with pulling the chains tight. Yes. Don't take that away. Yeah, it's a great point. Where you, you see it, and you get reminded every time, the yellow line is not official. And then you're like, oh, it's going to be close at least. And you're right that... The drama of the chains being extended. Maybe you get Gene Steratore and the index card. And a, is it a first down or not? Yeah. I, if it ain't broke, away right? some drama. This is from yeah. the if it ain't broke category. That's exactly right. How about this? Some would argue that the kickoff is broken. I would definitely argue that. I get believe this, I, I believe I heard that we did not have one kickoff return in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if that's accurate. I thought I heard that, though. I think it is accurate. I mean, that's come on, that's awful. Yeah, I don't remember one because they were they were bombing them out of the end zone. Butker was booming them. Jake Moody was booming them. I don't think we did have one kickoff return. We had 
22% of kickoffs that were returned last season, Eddie. It's actually higher than I thought. Really? Yeah, I thought it'd be uh, like a a shade under 20%. Yeah, that's down from, in 2022, it was 38%. So last year, it was just 22% kickoff returns. That's terrible. So they're thinking about the XFL kickoff rule, which I'll be honest, Eddie. Initially, I'm like, I don't don't know. But if it's only 22% kickoff returns, I'm open to it. So... You have the kickoff team, they're way downfield, and they're just five yards apart from the return team. So you don't get those high-impact, high-speed collisions. That's the idea behind it. And you would get kickoff returns when it comes to that. I think it's better than what they have right now. I would agree with that, yes. I would agree with that. I'm willing to be open-minded on that one. I Yeah. I'm willing to make that that change. Now, the other thing they're talking about is the hip drop tackle. Yeah. Not a fan of this one, Ed. I'm not either. There's enough constraints and constrictions on how you can tackle someone as it is. I know. Can't hit them high, can't hit them low. I mean, I get what they're trying to accomplish with it, but it's just too hard to play defense these days. I know. it. it. Listen, it's a dangerous tackle. But I would argue in this instance, football is dangerous. You can't legislate right. all of the danger out of They're it. They're trying, though. They really are. But this happened This happened a couple of times. Uh, last year, the most notable one was Mark Andrews, the Ravens' tight end. Right. He was tackled. I, I forget what game it was, Eddie. You might Very remember Very early that. on in the season, yeah. Yeah, but he was uh, tackled around the waist, and the defender was just trying to drag him down. He's a big old tight end, you know? And so he sunk his hips and unfortunately landed on Mark Andrews' legs. And he suffered an injury. He missed a good portion of the season. That was actually the end of his season. He no, never November, came back. November 16th was when that when that happened. Was it against, was it against the Browns or the somebody Bengals, else? The Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. Okay, it happened against... Oh, that's right, because it was Logan Wilson... He was the linebacker who made Correct, the tackle. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, he got a lot of, you know, people calling him dirty and how could you do that? He's like, I didn't mean to. It's Mark Andrews, man. He's not just going to fall over if you, you know, lightly tap him on the shoulder. You got to bring the guy down. And a lot of the players, even offensive players, are dead set against this. Austin Eckler, a Chargers running back, he doesn't want to see the hip drop tackle be outlawed and the NFLPA is actually against it also where you're thinking about player fines maybe suspensions that sort of thing the players don't want it it's just the competition committee is looking to push this through I don't like it not a fan I'm with not you okay how about this Eddie I don't know if we're going to be on the same side here you know the fumbles that go out of the end zone oh I are, we is, might be on the is, same page no, here. Th- yeah. No, this is my most hated rule of any rule oh, in sports. I, I have never felt more unified with you than in this moment, Eddie. Uh, that, that it's stupid? That it's way too punitive? Uh, it's so dumb. All right. Yes. It's, I Brother, yes. Join rule. me. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's I, so I, stupid. It, it is the stupidest no rule ever. It really is. You fumble at the one. It's your ball at the one. You fumble out of the end zone. It's their ball at the 20. 
That's so stupid. And as we talked about with drama, why, and I, I can't remember who, somebody was arguing about this, and I screamed at my radio or TV, I don't remember who it was, talking about how stupid it is for players to try and dive for the pylon or the goal line. Uh-huh. That's what we want. We want our players to go all out to score a touchdown. I want them to dive yes. for the goal line with one hand on the ball. Totally. That's what I want. You want to take that away? You want to make, you want to slide at the two yard line so they can protect the ball? No, I want to see that effort. I want those guys to go for it. And if you you know, and and there, I understand that with the rule in place, maybe you could argue the risk isn't worth the reward because of what the rule is. But right as we're talking about drama, we want guys to go for the goal line. We want them to dive over a pile of players and stick the ball out. We want that one hundred percent, completely with you. And while we can acknowledge with the brain-dead rules being what they are, you can't take that chance. you, you got to be smart there because you could do what our guy McCole Hardman did. We brought him up earlier in the show when he was roasting the Jets, but in the playoff game against the Bills, he fumbled out of the end zone. And you, you can't take that chance, and you're right. I'm with you. The rules should be changed where you can take that chance. You should take that chance, you know? And so the NFL, they're hustling backwards. They're working against themselves, limiting what could be highlight real plays because it isn't smart to do that. you got to play it safe. I hate that rule, man. I really do. I just say this, Eddie. If you want the ball, recover the ball. You have to recover it everywhere else. I don't know why you get a freebie in the end zone. It's just dumb. But the competition committee, they said... Well, it only happened three times in the regular season and only once in the postseason. So, eh, it doesn't happen enough for us to really push it through as far as a rule change goes. That's what they're saying. Oh, but the hip tackle happens all the time. They got to change that, though. It, like, how, it happens, how often does that happen? They said it happened about 100 times really? last year. Yeah, that's what they said. So... I mean, that's quite a bit. <laughs> well, and I, I, is it, know, though, when you consider how many games there are in a weekend and how many games there are in a season? Eh. I Listen, I hear you, but, man, I'm, I'm bracing for impact when it comes to how often we might be talking about that. Because think of, remember a couple of years ago when they really were cracking down on any type of, you know, like talking trash to the opponent? And they threw some ridiculous penalties when it came to that. And it seemed like a talking point throughout the entire season. It didn't happen nearly as many times as you thought it did. Talked about it like crazy. It happened much less than 100 times when it came to those like unsportsmanlike conduct poli- uh, penalties. So, I don't know, man. I wish they would let the hip drop tackle be what it is. Just get rid of this stupid fumbling out of the end zone rule, but they're looking at it completely differently, Eddie. If we just had a seat at the table, my goodness, you know, we'd keep the hips. Let's drop, make that happen. Yeah. Get rid of. Now, how about this intentional grounding? What do you think about this one? I don't know about this one. You're gonna have to tell me about it. So, um, it happened 59 times last year. Intentional grounding penalties. All right, it was up from. In 2022, was 44 times and 31 times the year prior. So it's going up, up, up. And so they're kicking around the idea of 
if you're in the pocket, you just have to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage. You don't necessarily have to have a receiver in the area. I don't like that. Not either. Right? No. I think that's the bare minimum. If you're trying to get rid of the ball like a hot potato, okay, you at least got to throw it in the area of one of your receivers. I'm fine with it as is. I'm fine with it as is. Yeah, I think that's another – it's not broke. Why, why are we tinkering with this? Um, but don't be surprised if that changes. That's the thing, man. I think that's a realistic one where we talk about these rules benefiting offense, benefiting offense, benefiting offense. I think that's one that should stay that benefits the defense. If there's, I don't know, there's a corner blitz and the the quarterback didn't see it and at the last second he's like, ah, and he just panics and throws the ball. It The defense should benefit if he doesn't have a receiver in the area. That should be intentional grounding. I don't like them changing that one. Not a fan. Agreed. But that's what they're kicking around, Eddie. That's what they're looking at. Over Not good here. radio. You and I agreeing too much. Not good radio. <laughs> Bring back Ben. Yeah. I'm sure there will be something that we are just, you know, highly spirited, borderline yelling at each other. But I, I'm glad we're not... But I'm glad we're not manufacturing things. It's our honest opinion, right. and if we agree, that's fine. That's right. It's totally fine. But, man, I'll tell you what. I am super happy we agree that fumbling out of the end zone. That, that yes, rule, if you would have had the other side, you uh, and I would have gone We would have gone at it. We really would have. We, we really, really would have. And that's the funny thing, too, is I almost braced for impact. I'm like, oh, no. Is he one of these, like, it's a good rule, people. <laughs> I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're not. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your number. You feel like checking in, we will get right to you. Uh, coming up around the corner, I didn't know we were going to talk about this as a controversy, um, but it's worth a, It's worth just throwing it out there. We'll share some interesting audio with you around the corner about a uh, controversy in a sport that is uh, probably not at the top of your must-see list, but I, I think it's an interesting story. We'll get to that. He's Eddie Garcia. I'm Brian No. We're in for Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. Winter is here. For some, that means a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. All kinds of nastiness. Whatever winter means to you, TireRack.com has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. 
We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Ben Maller Show is a collaborative effort. You're invited to communicate with those of us on this side of the microphones. You can follow your host on X. In for Ben Maller, it's Brian No. He's at the No Show, N-O-E. And you can post that and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason, your news guy, your announcer guy. I'm at Eddie on Fox. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Brian No. You know, Eddie, I like you for... You've made the switch to X? I was forced to. Yeah, really? Ben was uh, was giving me crap about it. So. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't care that much to hold on to it. <laughs> so you're like, fine, man, we'll yeah, make it like, uniform. All right. I told him, like, like, January 1st, I'll, I'll switch over. <laughs> and so you've been X in 2024, huh? That's correct. That's pretty much it. Unwilling, uh, but... You know, not the biggest deal in the world, so you go along with it. I get it. Um, Would you go as far as to say that Ben is high-maintenance, Eddie? Would you say that? Hmm, That's a really good question. Um, He's definitely set in his ways. He doesn't uh, doesn't stray too far away from what he's comfortable with. Okay. Okay. but high maintenance is, I don't know that I would, I, he's stubborn. I would certainly say that. Um, uh-huh. Hmm. Well, I, I would say this, being married to Ben, I'm sure, would would be, um, you'd have to be willing to accept his uh, his rigidness, I would say. How, is okay. That, all right. So is that high maintenance? I don't know that that, I don't know that that, you know, goes to the definition 
of what high maintenance is. Uh, I'll have to say no on that. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Teetering. Teetering on high maintenance, right? But not quite. Well, I guess what's what's your definition of high maintenance? Um, well, that's a good question, too. To me, that's some, that's like someone you have to go above and beyond to appease constantly. Pretty much. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. Mm, just, I guess I would say he's teetering on that. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the cusp. Yeah. He's right there. There is a highly talked about player about to be drafted, Eddie, that is giving off a lot of high-maintenance vibes. That player might be the number one overall pick, Caleb Williams. Well, that hasn't just started. I mean, it's not just started. I don't, I don't it's, know if it's ramping just, uh, up over. I don't here. know yeah. if it's just because uh, you know here in Southern California we we've seen him a lot, but that has been going on now for well ever since he came to Southern California. That's right, and a, a lot of it is his dad. It's his dad, Carl. But this is the latest chapter in the book of high maintenance. Related to Caleb Williams. So it doesn't sound like a big deal initially, but when it's one of many things, it's like, okay, my goodness, this is getting tedious. So this is according to Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports. He's reported that Caleb Williams is declining medical exams at the Combine. He's not going to share his medical records with all of the 32 teams. He's going to complete medical exams with a handful of the teams that he's meeting with before the draft. So you're still expecting the Bears, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Vikings. There's a list of about eight teams. It's just not all 32 teams that are going to have all this medical uh, information on Caleb Williams. And again, Eddie, just this story alone, it doesn't, it might not scream high maintenance to you, or anybody else, but it's the first time this is expected to have happened. It's never happened before where a player just said, yeah, no, I'm not sharing all my medical information with all of the teams. That's not going to happen. And his dad, Carl, this is the greatest hits where he's had many things where it's just like, he's just questioning things to the nth degree. And sometimes it makes sense. Other times it's just like, wow, man, we're making this, way overly difficult here where you remember in the past where his dad Carl he asked agents about his son maybe getting an ownership stake with the team that drafts him that that was one of the things like hey could can we get an ownership stake over here is that possible (laughs) he's not the only one Aaron Rodgers has floated that idea out there before Uh, his dad Carl has questioned the rookie wage scale Uh, He's questioned eligibility rules, obviously medical testing. We just went over that. The draft declaration deadline. Like, why do we have to declare on this date? Can it be something? It's just constant, Eddie, where his dad, Carl, is, one, trying to maximize his son's earning potential, which makes all the sense in the world. But he takes it to such an extreme level where, There's some high-maintenance stuff going on here. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, nope, don't want the guy. I would still draft him number one overall. There are some great athletes where they're high-maintenance and you just have to buckle up and get ready for a bumpy ride. There's going to be some turbulence, but their talent and production means it's worth it. That's what I think we're looking at here. Do you get that same impression? Yes, 
but when you're the number one overall pick in the draft, I I think you just grin and bear it. I, yeah. I think you're you're you know if you had it, your choice of having it or not having it, you'd say I'd rather not have that. But if that's the price that comes with having the consensus overall number one pick, then so be it. Yeah. Look, man. If you or if you were at USC, model, if you're at USC, right, and you had you had who at the, at one time a Heisman Trophy winner and one of the top college quarterbacks, you take all yeah. that junk too. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that look, if you're you know lucky enough to date a perfect ten, <laughs> there might be some high maintenance things along the way, you know, and you just say, oh, all right, it just comes along with the territory. Yeah, I agree with you, Eddie. Ideally. You would get a top prospect with elite talent, elite production, just no you know, no high maintenance issues whatsoever. That, but that's oftentimes not realistic. And uh, like I think that's what we're looking at here. And I think it's more so his dad than Caleb Williams himself. But uh, it's just something to, to keep in mind going forward. Because look at the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. It's a good example. They were together for, what, over a decade and a half? They were together for a long time, almost 20 years, right? He was drafted in 05, so almost 20 years. And it got to a point where after all of this high-maintenance stuff, the Packers were like, okay, we're done. But he was so talented and so productive that they put up with it for the better part of two decades. That's just typically the way it goes. So I'm not saying don't draft Caleb Williams. I'm just saying get ready for some high-maintenance issues along the way. That's what it seems like to me, man. I think that's what we're going to be seeing here. Uh, you think he's going to be the number one pick, Eddie? I absolutely do. I, do. I think the Bears would be out of their minds to run it back with Justin Fields and his sucky passing numbers for three years. I, I don't see... And teams- can you imagine of all franchises, the Bears... Pass, passing on the consensus number one pick and then that guy becoming a star. Yeah. I mean, no. no. Can't, that cannot happen. You cannot allow that to happen. Only franchise without a 4,000-yard passer in a single season. The only franchise. And right, to your point, Eddie, this guy, this hot prospect, Caleb Williams, is staring them in the face. And they're like, nope, we're going to trade down for a second straight year. I, if you're the Patriots, maybe you can get away with something like that, right? Because you've won multiple championships. You've had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Not the Bears. No. No, you can't do that. No. Yeah, it's a good point, especially when it's them specifically. Yeah, you reset the QB clock, man. This is a no-brainer. Have to do it. There haven't been I, – I don't think, Eddie, I haven't read, like, dumber posts – like dumber comments about an athlete uh, in a while more than this whole Bears situation and should they draft Caleb Williams, should they keep Justin Fields, there have been just, I'll read it and I'll be like, how could someone think that? You know what I mean? Like, I'll hear stuff like, uh, they should, uh," one of my buddies sent me something the other day. You know what, I'll get it for you. Uh, right around the corner. This is hilarious because I want to get it, you know, word for word. It was someone's post, and it was just like, wow, dude, I think I've heard everything now. So I'll get to that to you right around the corner. Um, I'm Brian No, He's Eddie Garcia. We're in for Big Ben Maller here on the on Fox Sports Radio. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. First, though, Eddie Garcia. 
He's got an update for us. You take it away, Mr. Garcia. Well, thank you, Mr. No. Uh, Let's uh, start off with the NBA. We had eight games on the schedule. We had a rematch of last season's NBA Finals with the Nuggets knocking off the Heat, 103-97. Michael Porter Jr. leading Denver with 30 points in the win. We had a lot of upsets in college basketball on pretty much a nightly basis, although not tonight. Uh, You don't see a lot of big, big upsets, though, in the NBA, but we did have one. The Spurs, the worst team in the Western Conference, knocked off the Thunder, the second best team in the West and vying for the top overall record in the conference. 132-118. Spurs beat the Thunder. Uh, Oklahoma City is a game back of Minnesota for the top spot in the conference. Victor Wembayama, 28 points, 13 rebounds for San Antonio. Warriors go to New York, knock off the Knicks, 110-99. You had the Lakers in overtime getting by the Wizards, 134-131. Anthony Davis, 40 points, 15 rebounds for LA. Bucks beat the Hornets on the road, 111-99. Suns take down the Rockets, 110-105. Nets over the Hawks, 124-97. And the Magic beat the Jazz, 115 to 107. Top 25 college basketball, three ranked teams in action. They all won. Number 17, St. Mary's beat Pepperdine, 83-57. 19th ranked Washington State over USC, 75-72. And number 23, Gonzaga down San Francisco, 86-68. Some NHL games of note. The Stars beat the Jets 4-1. Dallas overtaking Winnipeg to move into first place in the Central Division with that win. Bruins get by the Golden Knights, 5-4 was the Kings surprising the Canucks, 5-1. Predators roll over the Wild, 6-1. And the Maple Leafs beat the Coyotes, 4-2. That is 14 straight losses now for Arizona. Brian, not sure if you this is something you want to talk about later on in the show, but uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl winning wide receiver McCole Hardman has been in the news <laughs> a bit lately. Oh, yeah. Uh, making some uh, inflammatory comments about one of his former teams, the New York Jets. And now comes a story that the Jets believe Hardman leaked some game plans to opponents Wow. Uh, during the season, uh, because he was angry with how he, with the team was using him, his agent is Andy Sims, and he says that uh, those allegations are laughable and ridiculous. Man, that, that's we're getting serious over here now. Yeah, the Jets didn't like that. It, it, McCole Hardman was so right with what he said. Now you could say maybe he shouldn't have said this publicly and talk trash about the Jets. Maybe you could say that. I'm not going to say that, but. Um, this is a portion of what McCall Hardman had to say initially that got the Jets so riled up. This is on the Pivot podcast. Here you go. Going to the Jets, I've seen that other side of where it's not where you want to be at. Y'all can't tell me about winning. I've been to four Super Bowls in five years. You know what I'm saying? I know what winning looks like. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like I'm not going for that like because y'all not doing it right. Like We got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, like, that's not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, not that hard to believe, right? I've seen what's gone on in, in New York Jets land for a long time. Now, he also was talking about the offensive side of the ball. And Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator. So, shockingly, based on how things went in Denver when he was the head coach and it was completely disorganized, well, McCall Hardman said it's same situation on offense with the Jets. Check this out. Just got a new coach staff that came in, you know, and like it's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do, and it's like whatever. Now, granted, the defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you could tell the defense got a, a standard, but the offense is just like. All right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron's show. Mm-hmm. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. Not that hard to believe, right? I don't think they'd be 
the epitome of organization with Nathaniel Hackett, right? especially with Zach Wilson filling in for Aaron Rodgers, they were totally screwed. So, yeah, McCall Harden has taken a beating by saying what he said, where people are like, hey, he's a snitch. He's just pointing out the obvious, I think, right? It's disorganized with the Jets. And, uh, man, I, they fought back, huh, Eddie? I didn't catch that second part where they said he leaked game plans to opponents last season. Uh, that's the allegation. Yeah, I don't know who exactly is saying this, um, but, yeah, that's out there. I should maybe check and see who is if there's a name attached to that or if it's just sources within the Jets organization or wow. leaking this. That's crazy. By the way, I found that that post when we were talking about the Bears and what they should do with the number one pick with Justin Fields. It's a random comment. My friend uh, Jay sent this to me. The comment is this, Eddie. Trade Fields to Atlanta for the eighth pick. So right there, we're off to a rough start. Uh, Atlanta's not trading the number eight pick for Justin Fields. But, but he goes on. Trade the first pick to Washington. Trade the second pick to New England. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, uh, Joe Walt. Brock Bowers. Not in that order. Uh, and start Bajent. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's traded Fields for the number eight overall pick. He bypassed on Caleb Williams. And uh, you get three uh, top ten picks there. What, what do you think about the uh, – how realistic do you think that is there, Eddie? What would you say? Um, About as realistic as me starting at quarterback for the Bears next season. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, there have been some scorching hot takes of, you know what, just start Tyson Bajant. <laughs> Th- that's out there. That's where we're at. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's gotten Looney Tunes when it comes to the Bears and what they should do. Like You and I are on the same page, Eddie. It's like, let's not overthink this, reset the quarterback clock, draft Caleb Williams. He's one of the top prospects, not just in this draft, but in many uh, NFL drafts. He would still be one of the top guys. Draft him. Let's not overthink this. But uh, you'd be surprised how many comments are not like that, Eddie. There are a lot in the opposite direction. <laughs> it just it can go south real fast. As far south as, yeah, start Bajant instead of any of those other guys. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, I think when you see what C.J. Stroud did, you know what I mean? And I get that that was one hit out of you know several young quarterbacks taken. Yeah. And I was even surprised by that. But when you see that happen and what an effect it can have oh, on a man. franchise, you have to take a chance on getting a guy like that. Totally. Totally. And no one's saying this guy is destined to be a top five guy. Guaranteed. No doubt about it. He might end up there. It's not a guarantee. Like you said, Eddie, you got to take that risk. I, I think it's a better argument if other teams – I'm a big Dolphins fan – if the Dolphins somehow, some way, had the number one overall pick, would they draft Caleb Williams? Or would you stick with Tua Tungavailoa, pay him a ton of money? He's been much more productive than Justin Fields has been. I would want my Dolphins to draft Caleb Williams. Reset the QB clock. Uh, Caleb Williams might be even more special than Tua. Uh, I would go that route, and that... That, to me, is a better debate than Justin Fields. 
his passing numbers are freaking awful. Bad. <laughs> but maybe you should explain what's resetting the quarterback clock is right, for people yes. who don't know. Um, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just, you know, these quarterbacks are on rookie contracts, so they're making a fraction of what someone even like Justin Fields is about to make. In about a year, he's probably going to make something comparable to Daniel Jones' money, the Giants quarterback. And that salary cap hit is around $42 million in each of the next three years for the Giants. And Daniel Jones, his production isn't even close to that type of price tag. And that's what you're going to have to do most likely with Justin Fields. Why? Why? Why would you sign up for that? And to your point, Eddie, too, you bypassed on uh, C.J. Stroud last year. They could have picked him, but the Bears traded down. They're going to do that again and bypass Caleb Williams, Drake May, right? Jaden Daniels, all those guys. They're going to bypass all those dudes? Like, come on, man. What are we doing? At some point, you got to take a chance and get one of these top prospects. Uh, these teams that are in the middle are aching to be where the Bears are. <laughs> they would draft a QB if they needed one. So I don't know why we're overthinking this, but it is a loud, um, I, I don't know, it, it's a loud uh, uh, section that's in opposition of drafting Caleb Williams. I just, I don't get any of that, man. You watching the Combine at all, Eddie? Be into that? I, I'm not clearing my schedule to watch all things Combine over here. It was uh, D-line, linebackers. <laughs> we got, uh, let's see, Friday. I don't know, DBs, tight ends. I don't know if that does it for you. Saturday, that's when the QBs, the wide receivers, the running backs, they get at, at it. I don't know why. <laughs> this is kind of messed up looking at the schedule. They close with offensive linemen. I'm thinking of kind of like a concert where you, you close the show with the headlining act. The NFL goes the opposite way. They are closing on Sunday with offensive linemen. Let's just... That's kind of weird. That's kind of like... And I'm not talking trash about old linemen. I love them. Gotta have them. But as far as the combine goes, not must-see TV. Like, I gotta see this... Uh, Left guard out of UTEP run the 40 here. That's how they end it. That's kind of like ending your concert with the warm-up band, isn't it? Kind of weird. Kind of weird right there. Feel free to hit us up. 877-99 on Fox is your number. More than welcome to join us here. We will roll out the red carpet to be interactive. Uh, right around the corner. I did not realize we would be talking about this sport tonight. But if there's controversy... We go where the controversy is. We'll dive into that, no pun intended. I always say that. It's not a swimming thing. Uh, we'll get into that right around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's Eddie Garcia. We're in for Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You know, Eddie, I don't like where college football is headed. I don't like it at all. We'll compare notes on that coming up. Mm. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Yeah, so you're a big college football fan, right, Eddie? Definitely. I'm a big college football fan, yeah. What, what about this? The... Uh, optimism and the momentum for a 14-team playoff that would start in 2026. And some of these details, Eddie, I just don't like it at all. We're talking about three automatic qualifier spots for the Big Ten, also the SEC. You would get two automatic spots for the Big 12 and also the ACC. You'd have one for the group of five, and then you'd have three at-large spots um, in that 14-team model. That That's what you would have. So we're going with three at-large spots. We're going to have, for the next two years, seven at-large spots, and we're going to whittle that down to three at-large spots? That's weird to me. And why are we guaranteeing for any of these leagues, three in the Big Ten, three in the SEC, Two in the Big 12. What what if you've got the second team in the ACC isn't in the top 14? It doesn't matter. They're automatically in there. I I just don't like that at all. Why are we doing that? Why? I I don't like this model at all, but it just seems like it's heading in that direction. We haven't even seen one season of 12 teams. That's my thing. That that I did I honestly didn't know the details of the of the fourteen team model that you're talking about, and I, yeah. I don't care for what you're what you've said. <laughs> um, but that's my thing. Look, we're going from four to twelve. That's a pretty big leap. Yeah, let's see how it works. And now we're already talking about from twelve to fourteen before we've even seen twelve. I wouldn't even have been I, like I'm totally for expansion of the, of the college football playoffs. But I I wouldn't even have been opposed to going from four to eight. See how that goes. 
and then maybe go from there to 12. But there's, why are we, why this huge leap and why are we already looking at changing something that hasn't even started yet? I, I don't know, man. I really don't. And it's the Big Ten and the SEC that are driving a lot of this stuff. Of course, and, yes. And like all these breakdowns, it's favoring them. They're the two conferences that they would get three automatic spots. The other conferences would get two or one. You know what I mean? Um, they would get a bigger chunk of the money. Uh, they would get this in their advantage, that in their advantage. And it's like, what What are we doing at this point, man? I, I don't think they should get automatic qualifying spots beyond what we have right now. Like, let's see, like you said, let's see how the 12 go. Um, I, I just don't like the idea of, it doesn't have to be, this is one thing where I would go opposite of the NFL. A lot of times I just say, Hey, what would the NF, what would the NFL do in this situation? And more times than not, if you were to do the same thing, it would probably be a pretty good decision. For just in terms of the structure and the way they're making cash and just simple decisions of would they start the season with this game or with this game? You know what I mean? Like simple decisions like that. But in the in college football, what's made college football really special is the regular season. So I don't know why you would flip that and go with automatic qualifying spots. That's so different in college football. Certainly they have that in the NFL. They have just three wild card spots in each conference, but and, and sometimes years look at Tampa last year, right? They're they're barely above five hundred. They get into the playoffs. Um, other years like that, where a, a division winner doesn't have a great record. With Tom Brady, they had I believe a losing record. Were they eight and nine, and they still made it in there? Um, but that's the NFL in college football. I don't want that. I don't want whatever the equivalent is of the second place team in the big 12 who's ranked number 19 or what i don't want that team in the playoff what why why are we expanding it so that can be the case i think it's dumb i would like it to be like this eddie and it won't happen before expanding it to 12 teams i would love for every game in the playoffs to be at home stadiums except the championship game now that is just like the nfl have every game at home, championship game at a neutral site. Put it at the Rose Bowl every single year if you wanted to. I think that would be awesome. But that's a way to keep the importance of the regular season intact. Where at the end of the year, you're thinking, well, even though we're locked into a two seed right now, we're not shutting it down because we want to remain a two seed. That could mean home games which could be a huge advantage in the playoff. I would love to see that. It won't happen. They're probably going to expand it to 14 teams and have a bunch of automatic qualifying spots. I don't like any of it. Not any of it. What What is the format now for the 12 what, as far as the home? Is it just first round home home games? It's either the first or the first two rounds. I'm not quite sure about that. I know it's the first round for sure. I don't know if they extend it to the next round, though. I don't know. They might not even do that, Eddie. I, I I think they might not. But um, I don't know. I don't know about that if they do or not. I don't think so. Because if they think about this, if they did it for the first two rounds, you would only get three games. 
right? You would get those two semifinal games and then the championship games. Those would be your only neutral site, like quote unquote bowl games. So no, I think they do just the first round is my guess. What is your what are your thoughts on uh I've heard it talked about, you know, now that we're expanding, if it's gonna be fourteen at some point, you know, what do you do with these other bowl games? Do we do something like college basketball and have you know, you know how college basketball has these big at least they did at one time, these big preseason tournaments, you know, Maui invitational, things like that. Mm. Do we have a kind of a bowl game to start the year and kind of get rid of oh, some of those wow. other bowl games and you know, kind of like we they've we've seen a little bit of that, like yeah. a kickoff classic or something like that. Right. Do we, does that replace maybe those some of those postseason bowl games? And then huh. we we have guys that actually will play in those games and not opt out because of the NFL draft and things like that. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that, but um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just think, look, man, if you are if you're just completely honest, right? If anybody's completely honest. And I said, what's better for college football? Would it be, and name the venue. Let's just take LSU. It's the first team I thought of off the top of my head. LSU, great home atmosphere. Is it better for college football to have LSU hosting whoever? They're hosting Clemson in this big college football playoff game. Is it better to have that in Baton Rouge? Or is it better to have it in a, a neutral site location like Tempe for the Fiesta Bowl. Like, it's clearly better for college football to have it at a home stadium. I don't know why we're so beholden to these bowl games within the college football playoff. I, I don't think bowl games should go away entirely. If you don't make the playoff, like, play a bowl game. Have some fun, you know? If you want to opt out, okay, but tee it up. Have some fun. It's the end of the season. It's what you earned. Um, but within... The playoff, I, I just don't see how that's better for college football at all. And I know it would cost them money. They're not going to do that. But they've got this new TV deal with ESPN. It's like $1.3 billion per year. They're not aching for cash. They could do away with bowl games within the playoff and just go with all home games except for the title game. And it makes way more sense. But they won't because they're greedy. <laughs> and the, for sure. The, and the 14 team discussion is just more proof of that. Yeah. That's well, I will say is. this, if you move to New Orleans, I don't know how far away Baton Rouge is, but you got yeah. you got to get your ass to an LSU game. I, I know it. I got to get there and shout out BK, Brian Kelly, former Notre Dame head coach, you know? BK. No, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, how many uh, college stadiums have you been to, Eddie? I haven't been to that many. You been um, around? Yeah, a few, mostly West Coast. Um, but now that you brought it up, uh, Fresno State is opening up at the Big House next year, <laughs> and oh, wow. uh, that yeah. that would be a decent excuse to get to go out there and see that. And uh, obviously, you see the defending national champs. Although I did see him in the playoffs here at the Rose Bowl, so that was cool. I didn't know that was going to be That's Nick Saban's cool. last game. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I may have to get out there for that. But uh, I have not been to, not been to South Bend. Um, oh, yeah, just I, you know, I've been to Colorado, Washington, Arizona State. You know, places are obviously USC and U- UCLA here in LA to see games. So, but uh, yeah, I got to get down. I got to get to the South. Maybe if you're uh, if you're at LSU, maybe I'll come visit you. Oh, dude, that'd be great. We'd have to make that happen. I know. I'm, I'm, I, I would. I I've, I haven't hinted at it strongly enough, but. 
I'd love to go see a game at uh, the Happy Happy Valley there, and maybe I could get hooked up with with our guy Lavar. Yeah, and, uh, hook me up there. That'd be cool. That'd be a great atmosphere. Um, man, there are so many I'd love to go see. It's it's mostly been my schedule, you know, like my work schedule. It just hasn't worked out to go to a bunch of college games. I've been to almost every NFL stadium. I just have a couple of knockoff. But there have been a lot of college stadiums I haven't been to. Colorado's a random one. That's cool that you got there. What was the story with that? Why'd you that go was, to Colorado? Uh, it was Fresno State was playing a road game there, and uh, you know, it was not too far away. Me and my buddy drove, actually. From to, L.A.? Uh, no, it was uh, from Fresno. We were in Fresno at the time. Okay. Well, still, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a haul. Uh, driving through uh, Wyoming, certainly very interesting. It's not a lot there. <laughs> Uh, I remember when we got to Laramie, because we knew that the University of Wyoming was there, we were like, oh, we'll see a college, a college town. Oh, my God, it's gone. We just drove through it. It, <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's not it, extensive over there. No, no. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've only been to a few. I've been to Fresno State. That's one of the few, because I worked there for a few years. Uh, Husky and, Stadium's a good one up there in, uh, in Seattle. That's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Autzen yeah. Stadium. I've been to Autzen Stadium. That's another one. It's, it's good. I've been there too. Yeah, yeah. I made it there once. Yeah. I've got a random one that I went to. I traveled with Fresno State in the Pat Hill era to Utah State. Oh, like, Logan. We traveled over there and covered the Utah State game. And that's yeah. another. I got to imagine blink. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to imagine that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd have to look back. I. That was, I don't know what year it was. It was maybe mm, like 07 or 08, I would guess. But it would be fun to go back and see if there were a couple of NFL players. I don't know if anybody made it from Utah State that year, but think about it. Like Jordan Love, the Packers quarterback, that, that was later on, but he made it to the league. There have been a few guys. Bobby Wagner has been a great player forever with Seattle. So I, I have to go back and see. If anybody made it to the league there or not, but yeah, we're on the same page again, Eddie. I think the next segment we're just gonna have to rattle off a bunch of stuff and just figure out what we disagree about, and then just have at it. You know what I mean? Uh, but all right, we could do we could do that if it would make you feel better. Yeah, I'm sure we could stumble onto something over here, no doubt about it. Feel free to check in eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is your phone number. We will get to the militia. Uh, right around the corner. Also this, coming up next from the Tyrac.com studios. Um, there's been some, uh, been a lot of talk about this position. And um, I just want to open your, your mind up to the possibility of a difference being made if a couple of things fall into place. We'll lay that out for you coming up. He's Eddie Garcia. I'm Brian No, We're in for Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. Winter is here. For some, that means a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. All kinds of nasty stuff. Whatever winter means to you, TireRack.com has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. 
You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me. They're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.